Hey everyone, God bless you. Thank you so much for choosing to be here on Hope Ministries. I'm not sure if you're leaving work or going to work or the same with school, if you're at the gym, wherever you are right now. I just want to say thank you for joining us here. I am your podcast as always, Kenny. And as always, I'm excited to bring you a brand new episode here again on Hope Ministries. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Um, Just so many things happening. If you heard my last episode, at the end of it, I promised I was going to bring a devotional that God has given to me. And trust me, it is coming. The Holy Spirit just gave me an amazing revelation right now. And I want to share that as the essence of this episode. But before I do, uh, yesterday we all know was the Super Bowl. And the Patriots won again. This is almost like... This is like a nightmare for people who don't like the Patriots, but for everyone who does love the Patriots, like my sister, uh, congratulations. Yes, you won yet another trophy, but for us who are not Patriot fans, hey, we get to witness the greatest quarterback or football player of all time. So, so be it. That That is our, I guess, our, uh, our concession prize for that. But I want to get back into my sister, who tomorrow is a very important day. And Seth, you got an early birthday gift in seeing Tom Brady win yet another title for your favorite team, the New England Patriots. But Steph, happy birthday. I love you so much, Steph. You, your episode that I did um, way back when this all started a year ago was one of the most downloaded episodes of all time on my podcast and Seth, I love you so much. If you guys want to hear all the great stuff I have to say about my sister, listen to that episode because truly she's inspirational. I love her so much. She's been just uh, at the root of all things for me to become a man. She was there helping me, pushing me, motivating me. And she even still does it today with her fruit, with her consistency, and which we'll get into, get into a little later on. But Seth, celebrate. George, I love you guys. Uh, baby Dom is coming soon. My my nephew is on his way. Uh, so I love you so much. I can't wait to see that, to celebrate that with you. But again, enjoy, enjoy tomorrow and enjoy the remainder of the week. You deserve it. On top of that, uh, if you guys heard me say within that whole entire thing I just said right now, that yes, on as of February 2nd, it has been officially one year since I started this podcast. And glory be to God. I praise the name of Jesus for that because that this is something that's surreal. Guys, I mean, yes, I love talking. Yes, I love sharing what God puts in my heart. But to be so honest with you, it is such an honor to be able to do to see, start this in one year and then see all of its growth. This past month in January, I was looking at the, the stats and it said that I had 950 plays, most all time. And for this month, I'm already breaking 500. We're only on the 4th of February. So, wow. It's amazing what God does with consistency, no? And guys, I'm plugging consistency because that is the devotional I want to get into. Guys, it is going to be something that I, I hope just fills your spirit, fills your heart, to remain consistent and stay in consistency, not inconsistency, in consistency. But right before I just unleash this devotional, I do want to say I'm heading back to Columbia for my my cousin's wedding. Um, this is going to be on February 9th. I'm heading out on the 8th, actually. So, and I'm going to have a nice little week vacation over there. I'm going to miss my beautiful girlfriend, Laura, or well, fiance, Laura. But I'm going to spend some time there for the wedding, see some family, and then from there, get ready for the wedding, guys. So please have that wedding in prayer. We're going to be have our final um, uh, decision on the location we're going to have it at. So a lot of stuff happening there, too. 
And uh, yeah, but guys, you know what? I can't hold it anymore. So I'm just going to start this devotional. And I want to start you with this quote and how the Holy Spirit started with me. And it says, your consistency has the power to help radically transform a person trapped in inconsistency. I'm going to say that again real quick. Your consistency, guys, has the power to help radically transform a person trapped in inconsistency. Now, when you first hear that out loud, it's like, okay, so you're saying, Ken, when I keep doing consistently, uh, someone is going to watch and witness me and see me. And eventually, maybe themselves, they'll get revealed that their inconsistency has trapped them. Yes, absolutely. But I'm going to give you the breakdown, how the Holy Spirit put it into my heart. So hopefully for all those listeners out there who are struggling with inconsistency, because that's a real thing. Guys, I was not always consistent in my life and still I have struggles with that. But I know something. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ and the Heavenly Father came together and they helped me establish consistency in my life. It started very, very small, but now four years into the ministry, four years into getting to know my Lord and Savior Jesus, I understand consistency all the much more. Now, for all those listening who struggle or maybe are even flowing in consistency, have you ever felt like you were doing all the right things? You were always nice to people and you helped everyone you could, but for some reason, you didn't see any real fruit being produced. Have you been there? Have you not been there? Well, guess what? I've been there. And just saying it out loud again is actually kind of frustrating. But the reality is that we are growing with God in such a strategic and well-structured way that all those around us are actually becoming witnesses of His glory through our lives. How amazing is that, right? You actually are a, a moving representation a mobile representation, if you can say, of how God is just perfecting all the things in your life and the work that he started, he's bringing to a completion. You are someone who started off with no faith and are leveling up in faith, leveling up in mercy and grace and love. And you are going to be that person that can help somebody else see the good work that God is doing in you, right? So Apostle Paul says something. He says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. This is in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. I'm reading for the New King James Version. He says this because if we were to walk by everything that we saw with our immediate physical sight, we would be walking, talking, frustrated, foul-mouthed, angry people who could never love nor even have hope in other people. This is a... A reality. This is truth. You know, again, for, for me, if I walk by what I see every single day, guys, I, I, I will be the first one to admit this. I get, I get very frustrated with Christians who call themselves Christians and don't act like Christians. Oh, we have people who glorify Jesus in the church and then glorify Satan in the streets. And it's like, guys, you know, if I walked by faith, if I walked by sight, I would have been completely destroyed by these people's antics. I would have been almost to the point of, of, of frustration. To the point where it's like, you know what? I'm never, I'm not doing this. You know what? I'm not loving anybody. Um, screw that. I'm going to love Jesus. I'm going to love the people who love Jesus. And that's it. And that's the hard part. The word even says to love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. You know, what? How, even even uh, sinners love the, people, love the people that love them. 
you know? So you got to learn to love like Jesus. You got to learn how to be consistent with everyone. The problem is we're inconsistent. We love those who fit the Christian stereotype and we hate those who are inconsistent, which in the end makes us inconsistent Christ-like believers. This has been a struggle for many of us. So what should we do then if this is the case? The word says this, appreciate your pastoral leaders who gave you the word of God. So you go to church, they lead you, you, got, you have a, a teacher, you have a minister, a pastor, whatever you want, a spiritual father, mother, whatever you got, and they're teaching you, appreciate them, love them and pray for them. Take a good look at the way they live and let their faithfulness instruct you as well as their truthfulness. Let me tell you something. The reason, there's many reasons why I became a consistent person in my faith and I owe it to my parents. They were consistent. Man, guys, when we were in the world, my brother, my sister, and I, you know, we, everything, we just did everything crazy. We were out, we were just outlawed sinners, but they never, my parents never broke their consistency. They never went back, never retreated, never ran to the left and to the right. They stayed firm in their consistent behavior. Even though their ministry was called Jesus Christ, the quote unquote hope of the family, they stayed consistent. That's not easy to do. But they knew that their consistency was going to produce a fruit that one day was going to radically transform their children and much more than their children. Because when you are someone who's serving the kingdom, it's not only about your family, your best friends, your neighbors. It's about everybody in the world. The verse finishes off by saying, there should be a consistency that runs through us all. For Jesus doesn't change. Yesterday, today. And tomorrow, he's always totally himself. Hebrews 13, 7 and 8 in the message version. Let me tell you something, guys. Consistency. He said there should be a consistency that runs through us all. You should be consistent. Why should you be consistent? Because your Lord and Savior, Jesus, your Heavenly Father, the God, and the Holy Spirit are consistent. They don't change for nobody. They don't change for generations. They don't change for culture. They don't change for religion. They don't change for nothing. And they do as they please. And something in this generation that's actually rather refreshing is to hear there's authenticity guys it's crazy in in everything we experience in every single um world leader and every single catastrophe and world wars and all these things god never changed how crazy is that now at one point did he change in any single way and what makes that so reassuring for me is that no matter what i do no matter how i think I need to be cemented in one train of thought and belief. And that goes back to Jesus. I mean, listen, you can listen to your friends. You can listen to different podcasts, YouTube videos, uh, um, you know, all these, these um, new YouTubers. But the fact is, consistency. We need someone who's consistent, someone who loves the word, someone who loves to walk with the Father, someone who, like Jesus, who came down here and started this whole entire thing that we now today call Christianity. I want you guys to picture that. He started everything you believe in today. He came down off his throne and started everything you believe in today. And he's telling you now, you'll do greater things. Amen. So when Jesus walked this earth, he had to be consistent with what the Father was doing in heaven. Guys, this is the key to faith. 
we learned on Saturday through this very, very wise woman from Nigeria that we need to tap into a divine frequency that goes through all the spheres right up to the heavens and connect with him on a daily basis. Why? Because a lot of us Christians are walking by sight, not by faith. And we're flowing where the rivers of inconsistency are taking us. But let me tell you something. A river consistently knows where it's going. It doesn't change the path. Yes, the water can flood it, can flood it, or yes, some of the, uh, the, dry, the dry seasons can put it completely dry. But in the end, when that river's flowing, it stays in that direction. And that's what consistency in faith is. We need to learn, like Jesus, to connect with the Father, even though we live on this realm, to connect with Him in the heavens. He couldn't afford to do what he wanted or even do what he felt right was right because he was pioneering something brand new that creation couldn't understand. Guys, how many times do you go into an atmosphere, you go into a, some kind of setting, some kind of scenery, and you do what feels is right? I feel this is right. I feel. Listen, feelings can be betraying. They could be something that's delusional. We have to really understand that when we are rooted into the core of the word and the core of Jesus and the way he walked here, our consistency will produce a fruit that we could have never imagined. So he knew that he was doing something brand new. So let me tell you something. If he's walking into a world and everyone is thinking this is that we're thinking religiously, all these Pharisees, all these scribes, all these, these, these high maintenance people. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes in here and just changes up the song. He flips the script. With me, when I think about this out loud, I'm thinking he's bringing a relationship down from heaven. He's bringing something that's going to radically change people for the good or for the bad. Either way, he's not going to change it. Do you guys know that he was the first person to call God the Father here on earth? And when he did, they were like, well, hold up. The Pharisees like, hold up, whoa, 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 slow down there, guy. You're, are, you, are you making yourself one with him? Like, are you saying you are of him? And Jesus like, yeah, precisely. I am saying that. I am the son. He's the father. And people here on earth were like, what are you saying? Who is this guy? Like, what are you, some self-righteous person? Guys, I want you to picture that. Self-righteous people were calling God a self-righteous person. Incredible, right? But moving forward. Although it's, he, it's, he sparked Christianity with this movement, he was actually the first one to break all religions and form relationship. How awesome is that? Yes, we are Christians today because of what he did. But guys, remember, focus on the word Christians. We are mini Christs. Religion is a disgusting, veiled, masked um, just system that tries to make us follow things that were, quite frankly, never created from God. Right? But... He comes in here, removes that veil, and says, no, we have a relationship now. See that guy that you call up there? You guys call God, Lord. You guys call Jehovah. That's God, the Father. Right? His consistency now was the only thing he can hold on to. Because he knew that he was in a territory of everyone who was like, nope, we're opposed to that. But he had to be consistent. Even when he called the disciples, he had to be consistent. Even when he was preaching, he was getting beaten, betrayed, whatever it was, he was being consistent. He came down from heaven and started the good work that the Father has promised to bring to its completion. How awesome is that? So Jesus comes down and starts to work in you. And God the Father, through the Holy Spirit, ends the work in you. How cool is that? That's consistent from... They've already promised us this is our consistency. What's your consistency? 
And this is, guys, where our cons- constant faith, our consistent determination, our consistent love, our consistent passion to want to serve him is key. Did you guys know that his consistency both immensely infuriated, but also radically saved people? How crazy is that? People stoned him. People bowed to him. People ran to him for healing and people cursed his name. But he remained consistent. The word was to be received or rejected. But regardless of either outcome, his consistency was not to be shaken. And today, that's the, I want to give you guys, I want to just stop there real quick and say, guys, don't let your consistency in the gospel be shaken. Don't let your consistency to church, you, you going there, always in attendance, always reading, going to Bible studies, listening to people, uh, uh, ministering people, praying for people, laying hands, evangelizing, missionary trips, be consistent somebody is watching you and i'm promising you that and your consistency can it might infuriate people but it also might radically save people so even though he was battered beaten and even betrayed he never stopped doing the father's will how many of us let the wind blow three miles an hour to the to to the southwest and we get off our course with god how many of us right now are, we have a trial that comes our way and we abandon God? How many of us are looking around, we don't see the money, the finances, the friends, the, the fashion trends, and we bail from God? This guy, we all know Jesus was beaten, right? We know he was betrayed by one of his boys, right? We all know that this, this man was, was battered for the gospel that he was starting here. But he had to be consistent because this was new for people. And he knew this. Even his own disciples didn't get what he was saying. But he had to be consistent with it. Hmm. His consistency took people out of the bondage of sin. Slave, it took them out of slavery set by religion and culture. I mean, what this consistent behavior of our Lord and Savior Jesus here on earth, what it was doing, it was freeing everyone around him. It was bringing a true sozo, complete healing, mind, body, and soul. And that to me is just amazing in and of itself. So it brought sight to the blind. It brought hearing to the deaf, life to the dead. It is why Apostle Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. How amazing is that? Apostle Paul, who was once openly said, the Hebrew of Hebrews, tribe of Benjamin, Benjamin, was uh, the top of his class, love and zealous for Judaism, is saying right now, the only thing I'm consistent in, even later on says, Christ crucified, the only thing I'm consistent, I'm consistent in is Jesus and his gospel. Because I now know personally the power it has to save and to rescue all its hearers. So, one who's, in, who's consistent is unashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is basically what we tallied from from Apostle Paul's verse. One who is consistent already by default is determined to be unashamed of the gospel of Christ. How many people out there who are ashamed to say God's name on a train or in a place or in a bus or in a job or at a school? Oh, God forbid you use God's name here. Isn't that kind of a little weird pun I just did right there? But this this is the reality. Why are we so scared to express Jesus and his gospel? 
Why are we so inconsistent with that? Because we haven't truly figured out, understood, and believed the love he has for us. And that causes many problems in our life. So they understand the significance of its power and of him who the power derives from. People who are unashamed of the gospel are fully aware of the power that it has, but also of whom the power derived it derives from. So I know Jesus and I know he is Lord and Savior and runs the whole universe now because the God in heaven gave all authority unto him. That's what someone who's unashamed of Christ looks and sounds like. So our consistent Christ-like behavior might be the only thing a broken, inconsistent person will ever see. Guys, I close with this. You might be the only Bible someone will ever open. You might be the only lighthouse they see in an ocean of misery. You might be the only true love story they ever understand. You might be the only hand that extends to rescue them from the clutches of depression. Jesus in you is the only thing that must remain consistent. It says in his word, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. We guys cannot bear fruit when we are broken off, inconsistent and wavering back and forth. Uh, wavering back and forth and severed from him. We must stay consistently in him and he'll remain consistently in us. Guys, not everyone will appreciate your consistent pursuit of your goals and your faith. But let me tell you, the Father in heaven does. He is more than pleased by your determination to complete his will. Even though people aren't really applauding your growth or not liking your pictures or sharing um, these testimonies or saying, hey, good job, we're cheering you on. Let me tell you something. Him and hundreds and millions of angels are rejoicing together at every single act of faith that you accomplish. So your consistency will produce a fruit that can change the landscape of a family, a territory, even potentially a generation. Know that he's with you. Know that he cares about how consistent you are with him. Know that every single time you read the word, even though you feel kind of like, I don't know, Ken, do it. Keep going. You're being filled to the brim with his spirit. Stay consistent. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope now. If you've been doing this for four months, two months, a week, three weeks, go for it. I'm so, right now, I'm so... um proud of people like uh like uh my my, my cousin james um like laura my my fiance like my, my student and then friend nicole just they're on this keto diet and they're seeing the weight go off this all started to be honest with you guys we have a friend named bexy who started the keto diet and has lost 60 pounds now in almost a year and look her consistency produced these three and um, many many more people who have bought into when you're consistent on this diet look at the fruit that it produces that's what consistency is so don't lose hope someone is watching someone is being inspired and filled someone who isn't yet quite strong enough is being fed the spiritual nutrients by your consistency Someone is being built up on his word. Someone is leaving darkness and becoming light. Someone is right there. Stay consistent. Stay the course. Stay on a narrow path because your consistency is about to lead to someone's breakthrough. I love you guys so much. Thank you for consistently listening to this podcast. Thank you for being a part of this episode. I love you guys dearly. You guys are all in my prayers. Thank you so much for being a part of all of this. 
Thank you. I, I celebrate you listeners for everything that you've done for this for this podcast to grow. And um, I love you and I cherish you deeply. But I do hope that you guys hold the root to this word. That if you're out there and you're chasing your goal, chasing your dream, you're chasing God, stay consistent because trust me, he's with you and he's guiding you to all truth and eternal life. I love you guys. Have an excellent evening and God bless you all.